candid conversations with wedding professionals as they share their stories, insights, and tips from inside the wedding industry. We'll chat about how to be authentic and that it's okay not to be perfect or run your business like someone else's Instagram. Let's dive into the privilege it is to serve our clients and discover the talented creatives that make up our community. When we share what we know and who we are, we better serve our couples as a wedding day team, as well as each other. Simply put, be fabo. Now here's your host, Bobby Brinkman. From dance club owner to radio DJ to one of the premier DJ companies in South Georgia, join us as Jeff Wells, owner of Shockwave Entertainment, shares his point of view on providing the wow factor for you and your guests. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I'm super excited to have my good, good friend, Jeff Wells from Shockwave Entertainment. He provides music and memories for so many couples in our region. And again, Jeff, thanks for joining us today and sharing your expertise and a little bit about the entertainment industry. We're really glad to have you here. Thanks a lot, Bobby. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. So tell our listeners a little bit about how Jeff Wells came about how he found himself into the wedding industry and why he started shockwave entertainment well way back in uh, 1995 bobby i started uh, i started working as a dj for a radio station back up in uh, illinois and uh, uh that uh, uh on-air dj turned into a uh, mobile dj uh, as a business that they had i took off and i realized that being a mobile dj was something more that i really uh, i loved doing uh, rather than being on air so from that, I, uh, I took off and I opened a dance club where I uh, enjoyed uh, teaching some line dancing and uh, doing a little bit of DJing on the weekends and, and having a great time with, uh, uh, with, with the group. From there, we took into uh, DJing uh, uh, some parties, some weddings. And uh, once I got, enjoyed, uh, got going with the weddings, I realized that weddings was something that, uh, that I really wanted to focus on. I uh, love uh, Love getting out and uh, and meeting new people and uh, hearing the stories of the of the brides and grooms. So uh, so weddings is what my uh, what my uh, uh, niche is and and where I like to pretty much uh, spend most of my time at is, is at our events is pretty much the weddings. And I can I can tell your listeners that you know Jeff is one of the elite uh, DJs uh, entertainment and I stress the word entertainment. Uh, for his personality and, and what he and his team brings to each wedding. And like he said, he, he really gets to know his couples and he tailor the whole entertainment experience. He tailors it around what you are as a couple, what your guests are, and he really makes it a fun environment. So, you know, listeners, you know, when we get towards the end here, definitely make sure you jot down the information about Jeff. So we're glad you're in the industry. You're a great asset to the industry. Tell us in going through the process when a couple calls you, how far in advance do they need to contact Shockwave? And then take us through the process of what it's like to book you. Oh, Bobby, uh, uh, you know, it, it seems like things have changed the last few years. But, uh, you know, I, I think most bride and grooms try to at least book us within about a, a year in advance. And honestly, we are booking a year in advance. Matter of fact, I've got uh, um, a wedding that I've already booked into 2021. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, I think probably the different areas um, – you know, has got probably different lead times that you need to book a vendor, especially different vendor vendors themselves. But as, as a DJ, uh, we are booking at least about a year out. You know, we definitely do have 
the last minute uh, ones that want to call us, uh, you know, uh, two, three months before the wedding and, and honestly, a month before. Uh, and, and luckily, we're able to take care of those, uh, you know, with the uh, six different DJs that we have. Um, I'm able to, uh, to help those uh, brides out as well. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, how many DJs, you know, can you send out and about how many weddings are you handling on a weekend? On a weekend, I don't uh, try to do more than four weddings a weekend. Uh, leaves, uh, leaves a couple of guys. Number Typically, we have, uh, you know, one guy typically off, and then we've got one on kind of reserve on, on you know, for an emergency situation if uh, – if something was to happen that, uh, that we have an extra guy out for. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're normally doing around four, sometimes five a weekend. Well, I love that. That's just another thing listeners to consider when you're hiring your entertainment company is, is, you know, a company that goes out and does five or six, seven weddings a day, um, may one be exhausted and two things happen. So when you get companies right. like Jeff, that, that has a backup person, you know, they really are investing in you as a couple and wanting the best to go out there and represent themselves and they want to be fresh and ready to go. On the number of uh, DJs that go out, are you sending out one guy, two guy, or do you kind of let that, or maybe even a woman, you may have a new woman on staff that I don't know about. Um, But do you send singles, doubles, or is it more geared to what the couple needs or what, what their vision is for their day? Really, it's more than more than what you know what the what the couple's uh, needs are. Um, if we're doing uh, if we're doing uh, you know a ceremony in this location, a cocktail hour in, in a separate you know in a second location, and reception in a third location, and there's a lot of different moving parts in, in different areas, uh, then then I typically will have two guys uh, on that event just to make sure that uh, uh, one I'm not wearing myself out moving equipment from one place to another. And, uh, and two, just to make things run a little bit smoother. Uh, and uh, uh, we make sure we have all of our uh, uh, I's dotted and T's crossed to uh, ensure that, um, you know, the couple's getting exactly what they ask for uh, in every event. How many weddings do you think, Jeff, have you involved in this ceremony where you're an active part of the ceremony and then go on and be there for the evening? So many of your weddings, I know because I have the honor of working with you a lot, you know, you're there six or seven hours a day. So about how many weddings in your year involve you being part of the ceremony and reception? You know, but that's, that, honestly, that's increasing. Um, this past year, I think, um, I was probably, probably in 75% ceremony along with reception. You know, the, the, the previous years, and, and that very well could be that uh, due to the fact that I'm, you know, I'm pushing maybe ceremonies more, and maybe that's the reason why. We really, matter of fact, I was just on the on you know phone with the bride here just uh, about 15 minutes before our call, and uh, um, you know again they're wanting us to be a part of the ceremony as well. So, you know it's uh, and I think Bobby, it's I think we're just pushing it more to be quite honest, but uh, we're we're involved in quite quite a few quite a few. Although I always do try to stress to the brides that uh, although it is easier uh, for them just to hire you know us to do it as well. It's uh, it's more uh, elegant if we have like live music or something like that playing for the ceremony, whether it be a violin or harp or something like that. How important do you think it is that the experience that you offer to your clients would involve ceremony? It's it's like a seamless transition, and then I think it adds so much to where you can customize it. So, are you able to customize a ceremony the same way you customize reception? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? Because not every, not every uh, bride and groom have the same vision for their ceremony. You know, we, we most definitely can. And uh, it, will, uh, uh, it will turn out just as seamless as, as their reception will. And I know, I know in being in this industry for a long time, you and I both have, have you found that the fact that you offer ceremonies and the fact that you equip the people with microphones if needed, the speaker in a different area, the, the way that you package up your service is different than other DJs out there. So I want the listeners to understand that, you know, just because you want a DJ at your ceremony it does involve another level, level of expertise. So part of the products or the equipment per se that you bring, you bring it all. Is that part of the package that you do? You include the microphones and everything so that they can have you for the ceremony and move right into the reception? Yes, yes. We, we bring everything, including the, you know, the, the lapel mic for the officiant, handheld mics for uh, if they've got a singer or if they've got uh, someone reading uh, a speech or a poem. Um, you know, we, we bring that, of course, the portable uh, amplified speaker, um, you know, and, and we and like I said, we go through a planning form just just for the ceremony, just as well as we, what we do for the reception. Uh, it is a it's a whole different uh, an event uh, in our planning process. So you the market that you service mostly, Jeff, what tell, tell our listeners what area that you're mostly servicing and then in those areas. You know, share some of the, you know, logistic problems that you have. And, and I do call them problems because I know the market you're in. But share with some of the listeners the, the, the things that can happen and why somebody at your level and your, you know, career and their expert can be a benefit to all the destin- destination weddings that come here. So it, it give us, a, you know, give us some sad stories. Give us some funny stories. But uh, share with our listeners just some log- logistics that you and your team have to deal with every weekend. Well, we uh, we are in the uh, the Savannah market, uh, and uh, so we uh, we service pretty much Savannah within a fifty mile radius of Savannah. Um, I uh, I live in Statesboro, uh, so of course uh, uh, we service Statesboro up to uh, the Augusta area. But uh, um, you know, uh, being in the market of Savannah, we uh, we've got competitors, uh, but uh, I also work with a lot of colleagues. Uh, and so, you know, we are dealing with pricing issues that, uh, you know, we're trying to, to fight back and forth with. But like I said, the, the colleagues uh, are, are the ones that, uh, that we work with from different companies that um, we do not consider competitors. Uh, we're friends. We share, you know, events back and forth. Uh, it's, it's those colleagues that are there for us if, uh, if, if I need somebody. Uh, you know, for any instance. Um, but, uh, so, you know, we are, we are battling back and forth with prices. Um, and there are so many DJs, so many DJs in our area. Um, and there are DJs that, uh, there's DJs out there who are our competitors and they are the ones who are cutthroat. Uh, and they're going to lowball us regardless of what we do. And they're going to give away free stuff. Um, and it all devalues what we do, uh, as DJs. Um, uh, a few of us from the Savannah area, uh, we continue our education. We're going to DJ expos. We're going to, you know, we're continuously learning uh, the new trends, you know, stuff like that, that, uh, that these, uh, these guys are, are not, that they're not showing up at our, at our training sessions and our seminars. And all they care about is, is the, the quantity on the events that they get and not necessarily the quality. Right. And you, you know, you have 18 years in doing this. So in the course of 18 years, 
investing back in your education is vital. You know, you touched on a little bit, but what are some of the trends that you see that are happening in the DJ part of the wedding industry, but then trends that you specifically are getting asked for by your clients? Well, trends, uh, trends are changing. Definitely. Um, you know, uh, it used to be the, you know, one of those old trends was, uh, um, like an anniversary dance. Not necessarily uh, are we doing anniversary dance as much anymore. Those are kind of slipping away a little bit. Now, don't go uh, too far, but explain anniversary dance for some of our new people that are joining us that are just now planning a wedding and all of a sudden go, oh my gosh, I need an anniversary dance. I, I, I need an anniversary dance. That's right. Well, guys, the anniversary dance is where we bring all the married couples onto the dance floor. And, uh, we, uh, we start eliminating the couples. The song plays. We start eliminating them. Uh, couples married less than uh, one year have a seat. Less than five years have a seat. We work our way up, and we find out who the longest married couple is on the dance floor. So uh, a lot of times we'll have that uh, longest married couple to give a few words of advice on marriage. Uh, and maybe the bride and groom may have a, uh, uh, maybe a bouquet of flowers to give to them or a special gift to give to them as, as uh, acknowledging them as the the longest married couple. How often are you finding that these are the great grandparents and the grandparents? I know it's one of the things that I love, you know, full disclosure. I know there's some vendors that think it's a time killer, but again, weddings are emotional. And mm -hmm. I think this is one of the emotions that is great. It pays respect to your elders. It respects your guests and Hey, it respects marriage and the institution of how long these people have been together. So, you know, how many times, do you have to actually say, do you want an anniversary dance or are people asking you to include that? People ask me to include it a lot of times, uh, but it is something that I do mention in one of our, you know, in one of our meetings, I'll, I'll ask them if they're interested in doing an anniversary dance and, and, and if they're, for, if they're familiar with what it is, but the uh, anniversary dances, like I said, it's one that uh, we're doing, uh, you know, uh, uh, Every so often, the, the dollar dance is something that, uh, you know, up north, I used to do the dollar dance uh, quite often. Uh, but dollar dance, you know, is when uh, uh, you pay a dollar to dance with the bride and groom. And we try to rack up as much money and dollar bills as we can for the couple. Of course, I always try to encourage, you know, not only do they accept, you know, dollar bills, but they'll take five, tens, twenties uh, as well. And uh, we try to make it a contest and to see how much money they could actually get in the dollar dance. But uh, that down here, down, you know, I'll tell you, with people just not carrying cash much anymore, it's kind of kind of difficult to do that. Uh, well, that's why they, that's why we have Vemo. So now your line can start being, and they take Vemo and they set up. The no, you just giving me a good idea, Bobby. You know, I mean, you set up the Vemo, and you know, and, and hey, the couples need to just set up. That's what it's for. Well, and in full disclosure, the dollar dance technically used to be where you would come up and pin a dollar on the bride's veil. So, yes. And in, mar in certain markets and certain cultures, that is still a predominant part of the ceremony. Um, when I have some Filipino weddings or some Spanish weddings, um, it's, it's, that's something that we still do and we see, and it's part of the ritual. Again, every market's different. Like you, I'm not originally from this area, but we do these up north, and it is one of those things where it can sometimes take you three freaking songs to get to yes. the dollar dance. Yeah. Yes, it's like, <laughs> will this song ever, ever, will this dance ever get over with? Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah, and, and but it's, but it's good for it. the bride and groom. Exactly, and depending on when you do it, if you're a smart DJ like you are, you're doing it a little bit earlier before everybody's stumbling with their drinks all over everybody. Right. So, 
That's the or good I guess maybe it, it could be better at the end of the night whenever uh, people are drunk. Especially know. if you do the Venmo. Just leave your phone on the table. That's right. Say, somebody will pick up the phone and swipe it. There you go. <laughs> you know, Bobby, but something that I don't know about you, but something I'm finding uh, that we're, uh, we're kind of getting, you know, a lot of brides are, are wanting to start to get away from the bouquet and garter toss. Yes. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm every, you know, probably about the one every five weddings I'm doing, they're probably uh, not doing the bouquet to, and garter toss anymore. Oh no, the last couple you and I have done together, we didn't, we haven't had them. And, you know, and I don't know if that's a destination thing because most of their friends that come are either engaged or they're married. Uh, single couples aren't coming, but uh, it's, you know, I, I'm going to tell you that I don't miss that one. Um, because I think unless right. you have that really fun guy that can just really, because really the girls are just toss it and go. I think it's far more entertaining when you get the guys to do the, you know, the garter. Um, and you're always really good about incorporating. Well, you know, I like to have a good time with the exactly. garter toss. I like to do the exactly. little dance. And there's a difference. So I, instead of just going, hey, throw this, you know how to get the people out and you play the song that makes everybody come up and gather. So tell us a little bit about first dances and how you uh, encourage your couples to proceed with those. Uh, first dances. So, um, yeah, I really, uh, you know, a lot of times I'll have a bride that wants my opinion on a first dance. You know, and, and first dance is kind of like, you know, father-daughter, mother-son dances. You just don't want to really give too much, you know, you don't know. Like, I can't tell a bride how she feels or, or, or you know, you know what song she, she should play for that. I can definitely offer several suggestions. Uh, and of course, with the with our uh, online planning forums and our, on my website, it, it gives several different suggestions for a first dance, a father daughter mother son dance. But, but me to, uh, you know, me to mention a, a song that uh, you know a bride should uh, uh, use for her father daughter dance, um, very difficult, very difficult for me to do. But the first dances, um, you know, a lot of times, and even now, you know, we're trying to get them to come in and do that first dance right away. I encourage them to take some time to think about their song that they're wanting to use for their first dance. Um, and if they're having a hard time coming up with, uh, you know, maybe they've got a fast song and a slow song, uh, you know, we'll try to encourage them to maybe let's mix them together. Let's have a little fun with it. Uh, if it's something we need to do for their first dance. So whatever we need to do to make sure to, to make the couple happy. Well, and now, too, because the world that we live in, um, and I know we are seeing it at weddings, where it's not just so much the couple dance, but when we get to the parent dances, it is now I have to dance with my dad and my stepdad, and sometimes right. we're seeing grandfathers come in. Yes, So yes. first dances are, are definitely, in, and I hate to use the word trend, but I think it's a trend out of necessity that we're trying to show respect to all our parents who often have got divorced when we were much younger. And it's, it's yep. an odd, and, and again, you and I as professionals doing this, we can only suggest how it should go, but until we get down and ask these couples, they may say, yes, my dad is here, but I do not want to dance with him. I'm inviting him because I have to, but this is my stepdad, Jeff, so please yes. introduce him. And then yes. out of habit, has it ever become- It puts us in an awkward situation sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. Because you yeah. are like, how do I guide you up here? Or what do I do? And then, you know, you want to make sure that that moment's great. And then have you seen it happen where all of a sudden the, the dad or the other person will just kind of come and break in? I mean, how do you handle and manage those for your clients? 
I'm going to tell you what, whenever that happened, because it does happen, it does happen. When dancing with, with one father, another one jumps in, I'm going to tell you what, I do not say one word, to be quite honest. I let it happen, and we just move on. Um, I don't feel that uh, you want to draw any more attention to it, uh, you know, than, than what already has been, uh, especially if you know ahead of time that that's not what the bride wants to happen. So how, how, are, you, how are we managing – you know, we'll kind of go forward a little bit to uh, a little bit later on in the, in the evening for the reception. Um, how are you managing those guests that come up that just know how to be a better DJ than you, and they also know every song that you're not playing? How do you handle that and still represent and respect your client? You know, we um, we ahead of time we have we have we of course we've talked with the bride and groom. We know the music that they want uh, to dance to. And uh, we have we have their list and we have their permission to, uh, you know, of course, do our job and uh, and fill in music as we need. Um, we do let them know that we'll most definitely take requests that night. So when we get those requests that come up that are just uh, way um, out of the genre of music that that we are playing, uh, it's not a good fit. Um, we, we just simply. Uh, we just simply don't play it, you know, you know, we'll get you, we'll get your, uh, your requests added into our list just as soon as we can get to it or as soon as we roll around to, you know, that style of music. Uh, but the bride and groom knows ahead of time that uh, if they have a guest that comes up and requests something that's out of uh, uh, the realm of what uh, we're, we're playing, uh, that we're probably not going to play it. And they're, they're perfectly fine with that. Uh, again, that's something that's discussed ahead of time. But yeah, I mean, you have uh, you have everybody out there that's uh, that's got a phone who is uh, who is a DJ, and uh, they think that they have the song that's going to make the people dance and take a photo of the people dancing with that song. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're multitaskers. These guests at weddings, they know how to cover it all. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's right. That's correct. Well, see, that's, a, that's another thing that makes you so good is, is I love the fact that you really do try to get to know your couples and you really are trying to manage their expectations before the day even gets here. And, and that's what makes it such a joy to be on the wedding dating team with you. I, I never have to doubt that I am going to all of a sudden hear that song with explorative and I have to watch mom come over and start screaming. I know that you're not going to let that happen and that you know, you have your best interest of your client just as I do. And together we're a team and it makes that work. That's so right. we've talked a little bit about how it is you do what you do. I want you to share with our listeners your favorite part of the wedding planning experience on the DJN. I would have to say um, that is probably, you know, in the, um, favorite part um you know honestly meeting with the clients uh sitting down at a meeting with them um hearing what they want their special day to be like hearing what they envision their fairy tale wedding being and then uh when you come back with the response and saying hey why don't we do this we can do this and seeing their tears just uh you know come to their eyes is just uh you know when when you are making uh, the most mem- one of the most memorable days of their lives come true. I mean, that's uh, you know that's what it's all about, and that's that's why I love uh, you know what we do. Music is 
is part of all of our lives. And so every time you hear a song, good or bad, it strikes an emotion. And, and I, I can watch couples at a wedding more so than you because I'm usually on the dance floor. And a certain song comes on, especially if you do a slow song, the number of people that get up and go, oh, that was our wedding song. So right. it, it brings back that emotion. Like photography. Photography takes you back to a spot that you recall. And then music does the same thing. I hear a song and I, oh, I remember what we did when we did that. So, you know, exactly. that, that part is, is always great. So then what's, when they come to you for a consultation, Jeff, what are some of the things they're asking for? Or what are they asking you as a DJ saying, can you do this? Can you do that? Or are they just saying to you, we just want our people to party. What do you do? You know, basically, that's what it is. <laughs> you know, there might be a few questions in the consultation of, you know, because they've never hired a DJ before. They don't know what to, you know, they don't know what to look for when they're hiring a DJ. But uh, for the most part, it's, you know what, we just want to make sure that our guests have a great time and we don't want to have to worry about anything. And we went to XYZ's wedding and the music was horrible. Don't be that guy. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yep. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not looking for, you know, they're, they're not looking for the, the DJ that's on the mic all night long and constantly, you know, um, you know, making jokes and, and uh, you know, they, they just want their people to dance and have a great time. And so on that, though, you are on the microphone when you MC and when you need to be. So explain how your company is a little bit different than other DJ companies where you will provide the MC and you will play an active role in getting everybody settled. And you are, you're actually guiding us for the whole day. I stress how important having a DJ and entertainment company is and to invest strongly in it because you guys are there for over half of the wedding sometimes and you're, you're a big part of the day. So explain how the way that you go about offering MC services is different than other companies. Well, you know, uh, you know, first off, we, we, we've got to start out with a good plan and uh, having a good timeline starting out, uh, you know, from the very beginning. And basically, you know what, we just, uh, you know, we, we follow that. And you know what, if, uh, if a first dance, if, if we know that that first dance is getting ready to, to come up in, uh, uh, you know, in about uh, five or 10 minutes, you know, we're going to make, go ahead and let the guests know, you know, Ladies and gentlemen, please have a seat. We got our first dance going to be starting here in about five minutes. Um, so, you know, we make sure that, that all the guests know what's about to happen before it happens. That way we don't have anybody area when, say, that first dance does take place. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. So any other, um, any other services that you offer, uplighting, uh, spotlighting, those dreaded red and green measles lights that every photographer hates, but we love you anyway. Um, so, so what else do you offer for your clients when they come to Shockwave? Well, now, now Bobby, now I don't offer those dreaded dot, dotted spotlights. You know what? I did have photographers in mind uh, when I kind of switched my lighting uh, a year or so ago, and it's not necessarily those spots that's going to be on the bride's dress that the photographers do hate that has to, you know, they sometimes have to Photoshop out. Um, I do have flood. I do have the floodlights uh, that's uh, going to kind of shine the flood of light uh, to create that dancing atmosphere now. Uh, but yeah, we've got uplighting LED uplighting has a little bit more elegance to the area. Um, we do the custom monogram of the brides and grooms names or initials that we can project onto the dance floor or onto the wall. And uh, we also uh, now also offer the emotion monograms um, that uh, are really neat. Not a whole lot of companies are offering them in the area uh, just as of yet, um, but uh, we offer those. They look really great. Um, we also uh, can do uh, the mirror photo booth. We also offer, like I said, the mirror photo booth. 
Um, and uh, dance floor, we have dance floor rental as well. See, that's, that's another reason I love you is, is the fact that you, and you said yourself, you took into consideration how what's a service you would offer would affect somebody else doing their job. I yeah. love uplighting. I love all of that. I, I, I can tell you solely the only time I really, and thank heaven, I do not have to do this often, when, because I have to respect that these couples bought from you a lighting package. So I have to respect that they paid you for something. But I can't tell you ever when I, the red and green measles Christmas lights look good on anybody's face. I, you know, <laughs> I, even at right. a bar mitzvah, I don't know how that fits in. But, you know, so I applaud you for, again, for always as thinking of us. So now tell us some of the hardest parts about being a wedding industry owner. Probably, uh, you know, I love working with, I love working with several different types of vendors. But, you know, sometimes you just, uh, when other vendors... I guess maybe I expect a little bit more um, teamwork, maybe I should say, from, uh, from, from some vendors. You know, and it's nothing, it's nothing worse than going to a wedding and uh, you've got a wedding planner that we're working with and, and you find her sitting off over into the corner while the, uh, while the couple's getting ready to do a cake cutting. The couple's not for sure what to do for a cake cutting. The, the wedding planner's in the corner on her phone. You know, so honestly, it's just... You know, I, I, I struggle sometimes just that maybe not every company wants to give 110% into these couples' weddings days. And it's just uh, sometimes it's mind-boggling on, on what they're in the profession for. Oh, I agree. I, 100%. Because, you know, how many times, you know, and I, I will speak to just the photographers, how many times do the photographers come in, set the gear down on your table and say, I got to be out here by 8 o'clock. You cram everything in which right. is disrespectful to your services, disrespectful to the couple. And A, I don't know how you can be done at that point. Um, you know, there are plenty of times I no longer stay anymore till the very end for the simple fact that we have cell phones now. And, and right. if you're going to, if you're going to run for an office, I think we've all learned that in the last couple of years, if you're going to run for an office or anything political, make sure that cell phone photo is not going to be of you doing the naked <laughs> dance on the table at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you can cover that with a camera. I'm not going to sit and do that with my camera. So if, if a guest want to do that, so my days of leaving a little bit earlier, but I, I'm never leaving before dinner and I'm never leaving until I talk to you and see what else we can do. So I'm right there with you. It's, it's, I want to work with other vendors that put the clients first and, and profit second. And I know we have to run a business, but if we lead with the intent to be of service, we're all going to just raise everybody up and then we can raise the wedding industry bar up and that clients then won't think that some of us are just, you know, like used car salespeople. Um, they won't just settle because everybody provides something. And when you get a great team together, you and I both know the day is flawless and it flies by. But when you have right. vendors that you're like, where are you? Where are you? You know, it, it makes it hard. And, you know, again, one of the other things that make you so fabulous is, you say to me, and I know you do it to the other photographers too, is this, let's go over the timeline again. Let's see, because you also respect that most of the time we're coming back into the reception and we've been going for eight or nine hours already. We need to have that bathroom break or we need to just get a drink of water. You're not going to go cramming something on or make an announcement that we're not in the room on. You no, always no, check. no, we always make sure that the photographer, the videographer is always around whenever we get ready to do you know the first dance father daughter anything that we get ready to do we make sure the photographer the videographer is there 
uh, before we do it. You know, something, you know, a lot of time is a, an issue at the end of the night. You know, <clears throat> whenever I'm creating the uh, timeline and we, uh, we have our last dance, you know, it's, I've had to be more mindful of a lot of photographers. If that wedding is over with and their contract is done at 11 o'clock, I better darn well be doing my last dance at 10 till 11 because they're not staying past 11 o'clock regardless. I mean, I, I hear about it if, uh, if we do. So how are clients finding you? Word of mouth, uh, word of mouth, um, previous customers, um, other vendors, social media, but, uh, obviously, uh, the not in wedding wire. Yep. I think that's, uh, but I think the reviews, and that goes to the fact that when people are looking on the knot and wedding wire, it's important that our clients speak the truth about us and speak honest about us so that everybody else can see that experience that they can get from us. So let's right. talk a little bit about work-life balance. What do you do? Oh, my goodness. Is there a balance? You exactly. You know, <laughs> at, we have to put ourselves first. So, so what, is, what are some of the things that you do when you're not doing, you know, weddings? When you have a weekend off or a week off, what do you do? Well, you know, go, going back just one step before that, Bobby, you know, one thing that I had to do um, this past past year was, number one, I had to move my office out of my house. Um, I, I, I moved the office out of my house. Um, so, number one, on a daily basis, I can try to uh, separate the home life from work. And, uh, and when, I'm, when, I'm not, when I'm not in the office... Um, you know, love spending time with the family, uh, you know, going on vacations, although I don't think I've had one in almost two years, but, uh, you know, just try, just really, but I still find myself, I still, I still find myself on the phone at night. Um, if I've got an email that comes in, I'm not in the office, but I feel the need that I have got to respond to that bride. Because I know, I know that if I'm not responding to her right away, that the next company is. And um, so it is kind of a struggle trying to separate, you know, the, the work, the work away from the personal. Do you think there's a generational thing that this generation just thinks, hey, it's 10 o'clock in the evening, I'm going to send you a text or I'm going to send you an email and they expect a reply They back? expect it. Expect it. Yes. I mean, brides today they want it and they want it now. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, we've got everything at our fingertips and uh, with, with, with the internet and it just, we have everything at our fingertips. And, and when they, when they are looking for something, you know, I, I feel that I need to respond right away um, or, uh, you know, have a chance of losing, losing that lead. When they come to you, Jeff, are you finding that they say, hey, are you available? And then a price, are they saying, Hey, we're getting married on this day. How much? No, it's price. It's price first. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, Bobby probably, you know, last year, or I'm going I'm to say now two years ago, um, I was booking almost every, everyone I talked to. And until I realized that that wasn't really great uh, because that showed that my price was too cheap. Raise your prices. Raise your prices. Exactly. Um, you know, I was booking and booking. I mean, and, and, but what it, what I was doing was again, thinking about other vendors. I mean, other vendors, I mean, I was so cheap that, that I was under all of the rest of the, you know, fabulous DJs in our area. Um, so when I brought myself back up a little bit more in line with, with the, with the, some of the others, 
then you know what, that slowed down and I started losing some. And you know what, that's okay. You know, I understand that not every bride has, has got the, the budget, you know, you know, for a wedding DJ. Uh, but uh, uh, we are going to do our best to work with, you know, the budget that, that most of the brides have. Um, you know what, I, I uh, you know, I understand weddings are expensive and, uh, you know, uh, a bride deserves, you know, the very best on her wedding day. You know, keeping it, you know, but keeping it real in business, you know, we, uh, we've got to stick to our prices. Well, and, you know, and again, it goes back to educating the couple. I mean, there's been plenty of times that right. I have flipped it on my clients that, hey, especially if they come to me and say, oh, it's a Friday or a Sunday wedding. You know, there's been plenty of times that I'm just overly honest and I say, hey, that's great. So on Friday, do you get less pay? Exactly. You know, or on Sunday, it's the opposite. If, you're, if your company's calling you to come in on Sunday, in most states, you're getting time and a half. So it's once you flip it and you put it back to them, but you do it in a professional manner, um, they do kind of think it. But yes. You, yeah, when I let them know that, you know what, I'm not going to give you any less right. of a of a you know wedding reception on a Friday than what I'm going to give you on a, on a Saturday. You know I'm going to I'm going to work just as hard for you on a Friday as I, I do a Saturday. Right, and probably well, yeah, does kind of bring it back back real to uh, uh you know to the price. Right, and 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 that's how it is, and and we have to value ourselves. I mean, we always tell customers, you know, and couples, hey, I need you to value and respect me, and the way to do that is to educate, and the way to do that is by putting a price out there that reflects what we believe ourselves in. You know, there's an old adage that used to go around in the wedding industry and, you know, I date myself a little bit, but it used to be like, I'm too expensive. I could not afford myself. Um, and, yeah. and for a long time, you know, I kind of thought, okay, that's great. But like you, I believe everybody deserves to have their wedding photographed. And long before cell phones came along, um, and now you have a cell phone, but we all know that, you know, things happen and, and those can get lost. But, like you, I do my best to work, but I, I always have to say, you're talking to somebody who has a lot of experience. I can handle a lot of your hiccups, and you and I'm still going to offer you photography, no matter the price point that we come to. I'm still going to be me. I'm not going to work 80% because you're giving me, a, I'm giving you a 20% discount. That's right. So you know we have to value ourselves, and and we can't worry so much about. Well, I'm sorry that you know DJ XYZ is charging that or throwing that in. You called me. There was something about me that you saw. And so here at Shockwave, this is what we offer. Oh, and hey, you know what? Lots of times you get you. Um, when people get Jeff, they're getting the best that the company has to offer. And I do know a couple of your other DJs, and they're right there as well. But people are investing in you and the experience and the comfort that you give them. So I, for one, am very glad that you raised your rates um, because I think it just elevates you. And no is not a bad word in being an entrepreneur. We have to learn how to say no so that we can say yes to other things. So, you know, I applaud you for that. Um, before we wrap up here a little bit, I wanted you to kind of just share, what are you guys, what's your goals in the next three years? Well, uh, goals continue to grow, of course. Um, educate, uh, continue our education. Um, but uh, most all, you know, most of all, uh, all uh, make many, many more memories. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping to have, uh, you know, a few more DJs over the next few years um, to be able to, uh, to take on a little bit more of a, a workload. Um, maybe, maybe I'll get lucky and be able to, uh, 
uh, pass some of the responsibilities that uh, that I'm uh, I've got now off on to uh, to somebody else and uh, maybe lighten my load up a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, right now, um, you know, I really pretty much run all aspects of the business uh, from the uh, from the phone call coming in uh, to the initial uh, meeting and stuff with the couples um, to uh, a lot of times uh, uh, DJ in the event. Um, you know, I'm the marketing aspect of it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much all of it. So I would love, I would love to be able to, uh, to, um, move some of those responsibilities off a little bit to, uh, to lighten, like I said, lighten my load up a little bit because I've got, I've got several other, uh, several other things that, uh, I've got my hands in, whether it be a bridal show or I'm very excited to also uh, be a part of the, uh, uh, Tim Tebow's Night to Shine special needs prom. Uh, we're in a few of those this year. So. Yes, I saw that on social media. You brought up the wedding show. Before I let you go, you've got to tell our listeners um, that you're one of the sponsors for this ongoing show. So share a little bit about it and about how much different it is than the average bridal show. Yeah, excellent, Bobby. Uh, the uh, bridal expose, um, it's, a, uh, it's a different type of a bridal show. Uh, we are uh, going to be at the Bell House on February the 17th. Uh, from 5 to 8 p.m., um, our bridal show uh, pretty much entails, of, of course, uh, the vendor showcase of, uh, of, of over uh, 35 vendors that we have right now. But our brides are going to come in, our bride and groom's going to come in to a cocktail social where they can have uh, some cocktails, endorse, uh, enjoy some hors d'oeuvres, sit down, have a, uh, have a dinner. They're going to watch a fashion show. Um, of course, I'm not really for sure if you're familiar with uh, um, one of the Knot ambassadors. Her name is Bobby Brinkman, but we're going to have uh, her there uh, talking a little bit about the Knot and uh, a performance by the State Sports Stars dancers. Um, and we're going to wrap up our night at eight o'clock with the uh, cash grand prize at the end of the night. So it's going to be a great. We've had we last year was uh, uh, we sold out of tickets last year, and uh, I'm excited to announce that uh, any of your listeners, uh, if they make sure and mention this podcast. Uh, we'll get uh, $5 off of their ticket price. Our ticket price is $25, uh, so enjoy $5 off for a $20 ticket for the Bridal Expose on February the 17th from 5 to 8 p.m. And I am so excited to be a part of it. You know, it's uh, I always love the education side of what I do, and uh, educating the couples is great. And uh, I just know they're going to be able to see 35 really good local regional vendors there so they can help select and uh, have a great wedding day team. So hopefully I can come and cheer them on to book everybody right there that day and make the vendors happy. And one, I know your show is going to be successful. It's, you know, you're part of it. So uh, follow along with Jeff. He's going to tell our listeners where you can find you, where they can find you at. And then you can find out more about the expose if you follow Jeff. So once again, Jeff, remind our listeners where you can be found. Uh, you can find us at um, Shockwave Entertainment. At, that is at uh, www.shockwave-dj.com. That is great. And he is getting better on Instagram, folks. I'm really going to get him there so you all can follow <laughs> along with him. And definitely follow me on Bobby Brinkman Photography on Instagram because I am going to be doing some live posts from the show. We're going to do some live podcasting from the show, but uh, we're going to have some video, live video coming on Instagram. Just want to share the experience with our listeners, and we're going to come back and have an episode that talks a little bit about this bridal show. We're going to hear from some of the couples that showed up and some of the vendors that are there and just help you all get a little bit better feel on the different types of wedding shows that are out there. So once again, Jeff, 
Thank you. Thank you so much for taking your time today. I will see you shortly in a few weeks at your Brighter Show. Listeners, this has been a, a great episode hearing from one of the best DJs in the industry. Um, I'm not too proud to say I also call him my friend. He's a great soul and a great person. So Shockwave Entertainment needs to be on your list. And of course, you know, you won't go wrong because he will treat you right. So thanks again, Jeff, for joining us. And I will talk to you all soon. Till then, be fabo. Thanks for joining us. We hope these conversations will take you into your wedding weekend with a little more confidence, proud of what you do, and how you serve your clients. Maybe you even picked up a business tip or two. Till next time, be fabo.